Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. We're doing the candlelight service, and I was, of course, here emceeing, and I took, and I lit my candle, and I lit a couple here, and you know, remember how it went, and they lit candles, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it starts kind of slow, and then kind of rapidly, the whole place is full of candles. And I was watching on both my monitors here at, at Mill Plain, I was watching Rocky Butte, and I was watching 217, and the same thing was happening. In the midst of that, the Holy Spirit t- spoke to me about lighthouses. Now, not an audible voice, if you're new to Christianity. I got this thought. Out of this, all of a sudden, I got lighthouses. And I saw these lighthouses. And all of a sudden, I go, lighthouses. And I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, we individually and corporately are going to touch more people evangelistically and pastorally in 2008 as lighthouses than we have actually in the last several years combined. The Holy Spirit wants to extend, expand, multiply, and accelerate our effectiveness in the Metroplex as God's lighthouses. That just dropped into my spirit as I seen the candles on all three campuses. I said, thank you, Lord. And I started meditating then, of course, on that in the week and praying and said, Lord, where do, where do you want me to go with this? What are we supposed to do? I'm supposed to talk about lighthouses. And I was thinking about the series. How many enjoyed Pastor Frank and Pastor Mark did a great job on the gift series? How many enjoyed that? It was awesome. And they taught us that we have to have a Christian lifestyle of receiving gifts. And we have to be able to get our earpiece on right. And so we got to unwrap our gifts and we got to make our gifts right. And we got to use our gifts. And half of the Christian life, of course... Is receiving, but the other half is what? Giving. We have to have a receiving lifestyle, but we also have to have a giving lifestyle. And I thought about the lighthouse. The lighthouse 24-7 is giving. 24-7. Every day they're giving to those sailors and their families. Every day. I think that's a marvelous idea. And I thought of a couple quotes I heard. One time Winston Churchill, he said this. You can make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. Andrew Murray, a great Christian author and preacher and writer and leader said, The world asks, what does a man own? Christ asks, how does he use it? The Dead Sea, I heard this, the Dead Sea is dead because it continually receives but never gives. Lord, we come right now into 2008. And we present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service because you're such a loving God and great God. And we come and we thank you for this new year. And we come to say, Lord, we want to go to a new dimension of receiving from you and giving for you to other people. As we come as individuals, we come as a church family, we open up our hearts and minds, our life to a new dimension that you could come into our life and really you could extend, expand, multiply and accelerate what you want to do in us and through us individually and corporately as lighthouses as we launch into this great new year. Lord, help me now teach and preach and part prophesy whatever you want me to do with this word to implant in our heart and launch us into 2008. God, we really want to eliminate, we want to accelerate, and we want to elevate every area of our life for your glory. 
I pray God help me now in Jesus name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Let's look at some key scriptures about light. We are called and we are equipped to be God's lighthouse. Look at Isaiah 42. Let's read it together. Ready? I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have set you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nation. As a lighthouse to the nation. Why do nations need a lighthouse? Well, it's answered very clearly by Paul in 2 Corinthians 4. Listen to what he says. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest they would see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ the Lord, ourselves bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts... To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ to us. To make us lighthouses. Proverbs 4 verse 18. Very key scripture about light. But the path of the just. Come on. Or the Christian in your life. The path of the just is like the shining sun. That shines ever brighter and brighter to the new day. From glory to glory to image to into his image and like this, as you come in, his expectation, his call, his blessing for you is to keep growing and growing and growing till you get to heaven brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Every year, come on, eliminating, accelerating, elevating in your life, that is his will for you. To bless you, but not to just bless you. Progressive glory, progressive life. That, 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 is, that is his will for you. And what I felt the Lord said, this extend, expand, multiply, accelerate, is from glory to glory. Jesus said this in Matthew 25. Well done. His Lord said to him, well done, my good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into my joy. Luke 19 says a similar thing. He said to him, well done, my good servant. Because you are faithful over very little, I have now given you authority over ten cities. Now, that's an interesting concept. I've been in this church 35 years. 35 years of New Year's. 35 years of using what God has given us in that year, looking forward to what he's going to give us in the next year. And I'm very grateful. 35 years, I've seen us take what he has given us, use it properly, and when we do that, he gives us more. It's right there. And you just need to stop and take a look around. And sometimes you get so close that we got to just stop and kind of look at the scoreboard for a minute. Four years ago, City Bible Church had one campus, two Sunday morning services, and one Wednesday night youth services. Today, we have four locations and 15 services. Talking about some extension, expansion, multiplication, and acceleration. God has entrusted us with this because we've used it properly. And the word of the Lord came, came to me saying, I want to take you from this. I don't want to take you to the next level of receiving and giving from me. I'm trusting you with a fresh anointing and expanded anointing in every area of your life. I want to increase your responsibility, but not just your responsibility, your ability to do it. Come on, he's not going to give us a responsibility without giving us the ability. But listen, we got to be willing to receive it. 
by faith. Come on. The responsibility and ability. Wow. How exciting. Four locations, 15 services. What's next? Let's think about Jesus for a minute. Jesus called himself the light of the world. John 8, very famous. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 9, he says, as long as I am the world, I am the light of the world. Matthew 4 describes the beginning of Jesus' ministry as a lighthouse. Let me read it to you. Matthew 4. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And having left Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, come on, hundreds of years ago. His prophecy is about his birth. There's also a prophecy about the birth of his ministry. Here's the prophecy. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness saw a great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. Jesus burst on to the scene, just like that candlelight service, just like on every campus at MC, lit that candle. And look what happens. From that time, Jesus began to preach and teach, saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not in the past, it's not in the future, it's right now. Now, Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Peter and Andrew. He said, follow me. Bang, two more lights. Goes a little farther. Sees some other uh, men fishing and, and, and working on the nets. It's James and John. Follow me. I'll make it immediately. They say yes. Bam. Two more lights. Now Jesus went about all Galilee. Teaching in the synagogues. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Healing all kinds of sicknesses. All kinds of diseases. And his fame or his light or his lighthouse. Went throughout the whole region. And great multitudes came to him. How exciting. I just saw that in a visual way on both screens in here. As that lit that candle and it went and it went kind of slow. And all of a sudden, bang, it went fast. How many of you know God would like to do that in our Metroplex? Come on. That same prophetic act of lighting a candle. What if we say, no, okay, we're going to believe that's going to happen in and through my life in 2008. And that same thing that happened in Jesus' birth. As we get birthed into 2008, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to start off and it's going to burst. That's what I saw. That's what I felt in the spirit. So I'm trying to impart to you. Now, Jesus gave us the responsibility and the ability to come on to be the light of the world. Matthew 5, very famous, very famous scripture. We all know it. Let's read it together. All three campuses. Ready? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they lamp lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Very clear job description. As we come and receive his light, he right away says, step up. Just like lighting the candle, step up. Now, I'm setting you up to be a lighthouse. I'm setting you up on a progressive revelation, a progressive illumination of being a lighthouse. Now, listen to a couple other key scriptures about light. Acts 26 is Jesus' story is recorded there about Jesus confronting Paul and then calling Paul into the ministry. 
Just like he's confronted every one of us in our personal testimony and called us. Now listen, personalize this. This isn't just to Paul. Here's what it says. But rise and stand on your feet. I have, a, I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. Come on, a lighthouse. Both of the things which you have seen and of the things I will yet reveal to you. Come on, progressive. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as the Gentiles to whom I send you. Come on, he's going to be with us. Never leave us or forsake us. To open their eyes in order to turn them. Here it is. To turn them from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to the power of God. That they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by me. Wow. Confronted and called to be a lighthouse. Come on, darkness, light, power of Satan to God. That's our calling. That's our gifting. Listen to this one. Ephesians 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light or lighthouses for the fruit of the spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather expose them. Come on, as lighthouses. Expose them as lighthouses. One more. Philippians 2. Do all things without complaining and disputing. That you may be blameless and harmless children of God. Without fault in the midst of a crooked, perverse, and I would say dark generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. Everybody shout lighthouses. Lighthouses. Jesus was a lighthouse. We're called to be a lighthouse. Let's talk about the purpose of a lighthouse for a minute. I just want to talk about kind of natural lighthouse and then spiritual lighthouse. That's what the Holy Spirit led me to think about this week. Now, what is the purpose of a lighthouse? Well, the purpose of a lighthouse is to help sailors. Come on. Travel correctly, quickly, and safely. Right? That's a general principle. How many know the sea isn't always a friendly place? And so, the lighthouses are set up so that can exactly happen. To be successful, you've got to be able to go out correctly, quickly, and safely. Just like Jesus. Jesus came to earth. Come on, he came to be a lighthouse, the light of the world. To make a way for mankind, come on, on the sea of this world and earthly life. That they could, come on, live correctly, abundant life. Safely abundant life. And move into eternal life. That was his job. That's what he did. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You shall know the truth, me. And the truth shall set you free. Jesus came and he gave very clear directions about heaven and how to get there and how to avoid the other place and how to get to the other place, right? He came and gave you abundant life on earth, eternal life in heaven, and he made it very clear about how to have abundant life. He gave those same directions and he gave us his word. God gave us his word. Everybody say super book. Come on, it's a supernatural book. It's a supernatural book. How many have understood and come to experience, the more often you read this book, the better your life is? How many notice when you don't read it so much, it's not so good? It's a supernatural book. 
It shows you how to live correctly in every area, in marriage, in parenting, in finances, in church, in trials and tribulations, in relationships. It teaches you, it is a lighthouse in itself. We have Jesus, the lighthouse. We have the word of God, the lighthouse. Not only that, we have the spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit to teach us and remind us and empower us. The light of the spirit. Not only that, we have the church of the living God, the lighthouse of the living God. We are so blessed. We have Jesus, the Savior, the lighthouse. We got the word, the lighthouse. We got the Holy Spirit, the lighthouse. And we got each other. Look your neighbor right in the eye and say, thanks for being a lighthouse. Come on. Thanks for being a lighthouse. My life's better. It's more in line. It's more because you're a part of the lighthouse. How many of you have noticed as you've lined up on these different lighthouses, it's really true that you're moving through life correctly and safely. It's really true. In every area of your life. You know people. People are watching your life. Because you're a lighthouse. What does a lighthouse produce then? Well. If you're going out. And in correctly and safely. It produces what? Righteousness, peace and joy. Romans 14 says. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's righteousness, peace and joy. In the Holy Spirit. Look. If a sailor is going out and in correctly. Come on. By the right way. Come on. He's going out for his business. Catch fish. Transport people. Get cargo. That's how they make their living. They're going out by the right way. And that lighthouse helps him go out right and come back right. Now if you're going out right and come back right. What? Everybody say peace. You have peace. You have a confidence. Your family has confidence. Because you have a a lighthouse and you can go in and out no matter what. And there's a peace over you. And then when you go out and you come back and you're here, everybody say joy. Joy. Then you're happy. Your family's happy. You're happy. You did your job. You got your livelihood. Which again, if you're going in and out right, then you're going to have prosperity. Because that is your life. How many have done it both ways? How many of you have tried to do your life, your finance, everything, not according to the lighthouse at one time? Not so good. How many have done it? Which way is better? Come on, if you say, hey, I've understood lining up on these lighthouses really works. I want you to raise both hands and wave at each other. Come on, it really works. Tell your neighbor it works if you work it. Come on, it works if you work it. If you line up on these things, you live by them. It really works. Abundant life and eternal life, it really works. As we follow Jesus' light, his word, the light, the spirit, the light, the church, it really works. You set your course, it really works. Now, I want to tell you something. Somebody must be doing a pretty good job around here. Four years ago, one campus, three services. Today, four locations and 15 services. Somebody around here must be shining some pretty good light. Somebody must be shining some pretty uh, good light. Because people are seeing the light and people are attracted to light and people are coming to the light. Let's look at the specific characteristics about a lighthouse. Number one, a lighthouse is positioned strategically. Everybody say placement power. Come on, being at the right time and the right place, how many of you know that's an important thing? They don't just put a lighthouse anywhere. How many of you know a lighthouse posted right here wouldn't do too much good for a sailor? 
I mean, duh, it's kind of, but it's simply, look, they place them at a perfect location where it gives a navigation point in all areas. Or maybe they put it at a, de- a, de- a location that's very dangerous and they have to navigate and it's a very dangerous place. And it's using that very key place right out on the tip and kind of high. Strategically placed. You know, God's strategically placed in your life. Come on, in your neighborhood, in your work, in your school, even as you travel, he's setting up divine encounters for you all the time. What's this? Uh, Psalms 37 says, the steps of a good man, a good woman are what? Ordered of the Lord. Psalm 68 says, he plants the solitary in families. Psalms 107 says, they wandered in a desolate way. God redeemed them and led them by the right way from the north, south, east, and west to a city to dwell in. Wow. First Corinthians 12 says he sets each one in the body just as he pleases. Everybody say, I'm not a random accident. I'm a divine design. Come on, you are. 2008, he's setting you up right at the right place at the right time. As a lighthouse for him. Some of you might move your house. Some might move job, school. I'm telling you, God's going to take that. And he's going to set you up even spontaneously. Come on. At the gas station, at the grocery store, in the ball field. Get our expectation up. He's going to use us in a brand new, fresh way. And he's got us strategically placed. Look at our four locations on the map. This is so amazing to me. Five or six years ago, this wasn't even our mind. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think. Look at this. By positioning us strategically in four beautiful key locations. Rocky Butte, set on the side of the hill on the north side. Then Milpain, come on now, right on the corner, come on, of 217 and 99, somebody say strategic, come on, strategic, amazing, Rocky Butte, the airport, come on, airplanes in and out, strategic on the side of this hill. Those that live here in Clark County, take our word for it, Rocky Butte and 217, you uh, live here, Milpain, everybody shout strategic. Come on, it's strategic. This is not an accident. He has set us up in a divine location for a purpose. Now, a lot of people don't know this. The Pearl District. We don't own, we're not buying, we're not even renting a building in the Pearl District. We have a businessman that's allowing us for free to use his building on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, we don't have just one gent shirt service. We have two. We have a 7 o'clock And a nine o'clock in the Pearl District. Come on. Strategically placed as a lighthouse. How exciting. Come on. He's trusting us with this. He's trusting us. It's going to extend. It's going to expand. It's going to multiply. And it's going to accelerate. And it's going to be fun. How about this one? Powerful sound system. Powerful sound system. Come on. They have the big fog horns. Right? Come on, I know you want to do it. Everybody, one, two, three. That big foghorn goes blasting out there. I mean, you know, that's strategic. That's very important if you're out there in, in the fog. Come on, we have the power of life and death in our tongue. Think of it, the power of life and death that are in our tongue. Jesus said, if you have faith in the seed of a mustard seed, a size of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed and be removed. Man, power in your mouth. Romans 10 says, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth onto salvation in every area of your life. You got power in your mouth. 
Come on. Now, how are you going to use it to touch people and lift people and encourage people? Pastoral and evangelistically. Come on, don't despise the days of small beginnings. You don't have to have a Bible college degree. You just have to have a testimony. Come on. What God's done for you and how he's helping you and what he's going to do in the future. Come on, you're a lighthouse with your mouth. Also, they have a powerful lighting system. Come on, that light goes out for miles. We just read it. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus said, be hearers and doers. James said, be hearers and doers. James says, I will show you my faith by my works, what I do for other people. Pure religion undefiled is taking care of widows and orphans. Come on, we're hearers and we're doers. God's setting you up strategically. Not just to talk it, but to walk it. He's setting you up strategically. To give people some time and help physically. Give them some money. Give them some things. You're set up. This year, if you would receive it and be willing to give it, there's going to be new opportunities for you to move and let your light shine for Jesus and gather people. How about this one? Powerful telecom systems. Come on, they're set up. This is mind-boggling to me. It's like supernatural. How can my voice go here, up to a satellite, down here and over? Come on, we just accept it, but there's an unseen world that's throwing our voices. And however that works, God only knows. I don't know how that works, but it works. How many of you know there's an unseen world? Ephesians 6, we war not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers. There's an unseen world that we are responsible. Touching heaven, changing earth. We sing it. 2 Corinthians 10, Paul says, Though we walk in the flesh, we don't know war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to pulling down strongholds. Come on, casting down vain imaginations. Bringing every thought into captivity. Come on, our prayers can change people's minds, emotions, wills, body, circumstance, finances. It works if you work it. God wants to take us to another dimension of believing that we really have the keys to the kingdom. And we can lose things and we can bind things not only for ourselves, but everyone around us. Come on, that's what a lighthouse does. Shines light out. Telecommunication. What else is a lighthouse? I like this. It's reinforced structurally. I like that. It's reinforced structurally. Got that endurance power. Not only is it strategically placed, come on, it's strategically built. That it can handle all the elements right out there in the face of the elements. Wind, rain, storm, snow, sun, whatever. No, they're strategically built to weather that and stand that. I'm telling you right now, God's anointing is on you for 2008. You're going to be stronger in every area. He's going to fortify you in any weak area because he wants to have you shine brighter. Come on, if God be for you, who can be against you? We sang it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's working all things together good for me. Wow. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He's given me the full armor of God. He's given me supernatural weapons. Come on. He's given me the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. Mind of Christ through the spirit. Wow. Come on. Now you're built spirit, soul, and body strategically for 2008. Come on. Don't, come on. That's the truth. You got to believe it. You got to receive it. Come on. I'm not a random accident. I'm a divine design. In every way. Just like that lighthouse. They don't just throw it together. It's strategic. Every part of it's strategic. That's right. Thank you. 
How many of you know that people who, anybody lived around a lighthouse on any of the campus? Wave at me. You lived around a lighthouse. I'm telling you, people love their lighthouses. They do. They're grateful there. They're proud of their lighthouses. Why do they love their lighthouses? Why are they so proud? Duh. We just said it. It helps their loved ones go out and in correctly by the right way. It gives them peace. It gives them joy. It gives them abundance and prosperity. It gives them abundant life because of that lighthouse. They love it. Come on. They take pictures of it and make calendars. They paint. Right? They write songs about it. No, they do. They, they, they bring all visitors to their lighthouse. Come and see our lighthouses. So, sometimes you can actually uh, pay to be the lighthouse keeper and be in the lighthouse and be a lighthouse keeper. Why do they do that? Because they love its life. I mean, you know, any church that's really being a lighthouse is going to be really loved. And it's got other people. I mean, you know, any Christian that's really doing all these things. Strategically placed, using your words to encourage people and bring people to abundant life and eternal life. Using good works of money and work to help them, praying for them, encouraging with them, standing in the storms with them. How many of you know they're going to be loved? I want to tell you right now, somebody around here is doing a good job. How do you get four locations and 15 services if somebody is not being a lighthouse? Come on, put your hands together and thank the Lord for what's going on around here. Come on. It's so exciting. Stop and look what's happening. Look at the potential. It's happening in all three campuses. It's working. People are coming. It's growing. But he wants to take it and extend it, expand it. Come on, multiply it and accelerate it to another dimension. Just like lighting those candles. It's right here. But we got to receive it. We got to believe it. We got to start acting on it, confessing, moving on it. I just feel such a strong impartation that's going to come if you would take it individually and corporately today. Now, the greatest and most essential purpose for a lighthouse, when it's most needed, most wanted, most focused on, looked for, most powerful, most loved, the ultimate purpose, fulfilling its ultimate purpose as a lighthouse is in the night storm. How many of you ever been on the storm on the sea? Wave at me. Both campuses. It's scary, isn't it? How many of you are on the sea in the night? Scarier. Scarier. We've all seen movies about it. That night storm. Terrorizing. How many of you know all through the Metroplex there's men and women in night storms right now? Come on, there are night storms relationally in their marriage. There are night storms relationally with their kids or, or some other person. There are night storms over their finance. There are night storms over their health. There are night storms. How many of you have been in a night storm in the past, but Jesus, the word, the church pulled you out of the night storm? Come on. It works if you work it. God is just, has strategically placed each one of us to be in a place to be aware of people in night storms. I'm telling you, 2008, you're going to have more, um, by the Spirit of the Lord, you're going to have more opportunity to help people in night storms. Sometimes they're going to come to you and ask for help. Sometimes you're going to spot it and you're going to go to them. Sometimes family and friends, sometimes strangers. I'm telling you right now, if you'd open up your heart and mind right now to be alert, just like a lighthouse, and be ready. To just touch somebody. Don't despise the days of small things. I, I love what Mother Teresa says. She said, if you can't 
feed a hundred people, feed just one. Come on, what if everyone in our congregation had faith to take the responsibility and ability to even come and help one person in a night storm this year? Wow, there's a thought. How many of you know right now somebody in a night storm? Sure, Christian or not Christian, somebody here or maybe in a night storm. No problem. You got the lighthouse all around you. You got the Savior. You got the Word. You got the church. You got His Spirit. Scriptures. Luke 10. What's it say? Luke 19. The Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. That's the ultimate purpose. I like Luke 10. It talks about the Good Samaritan. What a good story of being a lighthouse. He did every one of those things. Come on. He was strategically placed, right? Then he had the love and compassion to go over and get involved. He started working and doing stuff. How many of you know when he was working and healing him up? He's speaking for, hey, you're going to be all right. I'm here. We're going to work this out. Speaking life, speaking life, speaking life, speaking life. He's probably praying too. God, touch him, heal him. You know? And then he takes him, puts him, and takes him to the end, puts him in the end, pays for him, good works. Come on now. How many of you know that guy he helped loved him? Boy, you're strategically set up for this in every way. You're not a random accident. Every part of your life set up. You're fully able to all things in Christ. And we got to get a hold of that and believe God wants to take it to another dimension. Luke 3 says this. And let our people also learn to maintain good works. And get this. To meet urgent needs that they may not be unfruitful. To meet urgent needs. Come on. Matthew 10, Luke 19, Luke 9 and Matthew 10, Jesus gave his disciples authority and power. Think of this, over unclean spirits, all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. My, 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 what a calling, what an ability, what a supernatural impartation. I'm just believing this year that we're going to be so alert as lighthouses, especially in this area of crisis and urgent needs. And please don't think you have to have a Bible education to tell somebody your testimony and pray for them. Please don't think you have to give them a thousand dollars. Ten dollars might just be the hope. Come on. One word, one prayer can not only change your day, it can change your whole life. Right? Come on. Don't despise the days of small things. Well, I'm only going to be able to talk to her. Remember, never see her again. It's just a grocery line. Come on. That one moment can change her life forever. Come on. One word, one moment, one touch can change and bring them. Think of the sailors. The sailors are out in the storm. They don't know what ends up in the winds are wailing and they're going up and they think you're going to die. And then all of a sudden, they hear a little crackle on the radio. Just a little hope. Hey, hey, we're starting to get something. And then all of a sudden, they hear the fog, the foghorn. And they go, hey, there's hope. I hear the foghorn. And then all of a sudden, they see the light and they line up and they get saved what if everyone here could just take that listen you'll never be good enough you'll never be smart enough you'll never be spiritual enough the devil always convince you he's always doing that to me and I just say you're right devil it's not about me right come on yeah I, I disagree with him that's exactly right it's all about Christ and me the hope of glory and I can do all things in Christ thank you very much for reminding me Come on now. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Thank you very much for reminding me. Last thought. Jesus called himself the light of the world, calls us to be like him as lights of the world. 
I like Psalms 92. It's another scripture that I really like for the new year. It says this. David said, I was anointed with the fresh oil. I was anointed with the fresh oil. I believe the Lord wants to touch everyone in City Bible Church with a fresh oil anointing for 2008. Come on, a new mingling of anointings in your life. New gift mix, new energy, new friends. Come on, new finance. He wants to, just strategically like a lighthouse, he wants to give you a fresh, expanded anointing so you can do your part to have abundant life yourself, but not just receive. Come on, also give. Come on, two sides. Giving lifestyle, I mean receiving lifestyle and giving lifestyle. John 20 Verse 21 is a very powerful scripture. He says, Jesus said, as the father has sent me, I'm also sending you. Now that's a big idea. As the father has sent me, I am also sending you. John 14, he said this. They that believe in me will do the same works that I do and greater works than these they will do because I'm going to the Father and I'm sending the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the light of God and the Holy Spirit is going to live in you, dwell in you, flow through you. Come on, teach you, remind you, empower you, fruit of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, mind of Christ. There it is. Everywhere Jesus went, come on, just like you, everywhere Jesus went, there was a love encounter. Everywhere Jesus went, people felt love, felt they could have hope, felt they could be forgiven. You remember that? The Pharisees even accused Jesus of being a party animal, right? Having too much fun. You're always laughing, people all around you. Come on, the joy of the Lord is my strength, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to come and give you a new baptism of his agape love. So you will feel safe and secure in yourself, Christ in you. And then you can give that same love and compassion and mercy and grace all the year long. How many would like that? I would. How about everywhere Jesus went, there was a truth encounter. Come on. He told the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He was a lighthouse. He told the truth about heaven and hell. He told the truth about himself, the Holy Spirit, thought Father. He told the truth about marriage, about finance, unforgiveness, bitterness. He told the truth. Come on. That's a preaching and teaching and counseling the mind of Christ through the Spirit coming to you in a new dimension. And then last, but certainly not least, everywhere Jesus went, come on, there was a power encounter. Clearly, undeniable, demons cast out. Bodies healed. People raised from the dead. Come on. Loaves and fishes multiplied. Water turned into wine. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you into 2008.